Chapter 23 head coach, David Notwane. Coach, a warm welcome to The Touchline and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, Romney, and good afternoon to the listeners of the show. Coach, I think congratulations are in order for the victory. Um, in your opinion, could you sum up your team's performance for us? Yeah, look, uh, first, of course, congratulations to the boys uh, on a splendid uh, performance. You know, uh, the preparations from a tactical point of view, mm-hmm. everything came together and uh, they really delivered the preparation and training over the three days into the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, with full marks, really. And uh, I think they were waiting of the five goals taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we look forward to the second uh, leg, of course. Yeah, looking forward to that. But you spoke about the goals. The boys delivered those goals. Now, please talk me through the strategy prior to this game. Yeah, look, uh, funny enough, you know, Tuesday I went to watch uh, uh, Botswana uh, play against uh, our ladies' uh, women's team, you know, uh, Mm, South Africa. mm. And we always knew that uh, 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 a team like uh, Zimbabwe will come in with a reinforced defense, which sometimes is very difficult and frustrating mm. to break uh, uh, teams that are set up like that. You know, uh, tight spaces, they force you wide, you play crosses. Sometimes yeah. you don't have the area strength really to get at the end of the crosses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us then, it was very important to try to be patient, you know, keep the ball, uh, create openings, thresh them, move them, and uh, identify the, the, the spaces, you know, whether it's wing penetration mm-hmm. or it's ball in behind their defense. And, of course, we also worked on a lot of uh, shooting, you know, okay. from outside the box. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I said to the boys, the way we were set up, um, we put Luther Singh wide on the left and we put Gobamelo uh, wide on the right mm-hmm. because they've got uh, uh, individual ability to eliminate. So, really, we were prepared in terms of what, the challenges we could face in the game and the solutions inside the game to try all these permutations. Mm. And uh, I'm happy that uh, the goal score reflects really our preparation. If you look at the Womukwena's goal outside the box, you know, you look at uh, Luda Singh's goal uh, coming from wide, cutting inside, and he took a shot. And also Kobamelo, you mm. know, coming mm. from deep, uh, we created the space by moving the ball from the left to the right, and Kobamelo combined with Lyle Foster to release him. And uh, for the first goal, a good finish indeed, as I'm saying. So I'm happy about it. Yeah, happy indeed. Do you keep the same strategy? Everything seems to work as you now go into the next leg. Yeah, look, uh, at the moment, uh, two things are important. You know, as we continue to, of course, get positive results to qualify, which we are one foot in, we also want to collect as much information for the players that are at our disposal with this very talented team yeah. to ensure that uh, we can provide enough uh, information with their graduation into the senior national mm-hmm. team in the mm-hmm. next two, three years. Mm-hmm. So on that note, you know, we brought in 24 players into camp and it uh, gives us an opportunity to really juggle the team a little bit, change our strategy as well a little bit. You know, we brought in a guy like uh, Sian Gezana who's been part of the talent pipeline of the national team. Sandidem Tetra, you know, at centre-back. Those are two different uh, centre-backs compared to the ones that we had on on, on Friday. And up front as well, you know, we've got a guy like Jamondre Dickens, Mm. who has a similar profile as Lyle Foster. So it really says to you, we're also looking, you know, into the next phase whereby it's outside of FIFA. So what happens is Lyle Foster, you know, it's not available for, you know, various reasons. Mm Uh, then we should be able to test the options that are available to us. And uh, the second leg really presents that without breaking the rhythm of the team and the continuity in terms of the performance, of course. I like what you said. There is a crop of really talented players, but would you say that this is the golden generation? 
Um, look, the reality is uh, on paper, yes. In skills, yes. In the talent that is available. You know, when we started the process, I said to them, look, uh, I know people are going to call this a dream team. Mm. And of course, you know, that tech, uh, we should take it and put it on our neck. Purely because a lot of these players have graduated from the 2014 in terms of the under-17 qualification okay. process, you know, right into the under-20s, mm-hmm. and now they're into the under-23s. So, and I said to the boys, we have to show uh, the mental character, the resilience, the mental attitude required for dream teams, which is the ability and the mentality to be able to win uh, games mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. any circumstances that comes before us, you know. So going into this game as well and going, of course, into the tournament is very important uh, uh, to emphasize the fact that uh, talent is not enough. You know, usually uh, successful teams have more than talent and the boys are aware and we discuss all these elements. So, yeah, I'm working really hard on their mental strength, their mental toughness and understanding, you know, uh, 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 the bigger picture of being successful at international level. Mm. So, so far, I think the response has been very positive and good. That's nice to hear, you know, flexing your mental muscle as opposed to the game, just being physical. What is your relationship like, coach, with the newly appointed coach, Malefin Tseki, of the national team? And he talks a lot about Vision 2020 when we spoke to him here on the show. But would you say that where we are now and with what the under-23s are doing, that there is going to be this gentle swift that we don't even realize of the under-23s going into the national team Something seamless, if I could put it like that. Are we on the verge of that? Yeah, look, first and foremost, uh, of course, I think one has to applaud uh, uh, SAFA's uh, technical committee and council for the appointment of Coach Molitsi in Turkey. You know, and uh, uh, important, of course, is the fact that, uh, as I mentioned, the under-17, the person mm. who started this process of uh, qualification with the Vision 2022 is Melissa who is the head coach now. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, going into the under-20s. I worked with Coach Melissa behind the scenes, was also, you know, an integral part of the discussions. And, of course, uh, he's also worked with uh, uh, Bafana, various Bafana coaches, Coach Sheikh Mashaba and Coach Stuart uh, Baxter as an mm-hmm. assistant. And of course, naturally, being under 20 uh, coaches with Coach Tavos Inong, who's also Tash Bafana, there was a lot of information sharing, discussions, you know, of various tactical elements. So I think uh, the appointment assistance now affords uh, Bafana Bafana an opportunity with a coach who understands the talent that is coming, yeah. who understands current, the current senior players that we have in uh, Bafana Bafana, and their position in relation to Vision 2022. Mm-hmm. For this generation, I, I often emphasize the fact that, you know, maybe not a lot of you will graduate into uh, 2022 Qatar, but let's also look into the horizon in 2026, which we have a fully, fully fleshed, fully muscled mm-hmm. team to be able to compete. But how do you, how do you ensure uh, uh, that, Coach? How do you ensure that? Yes, it's 2022, 2026. We have this vision and longevity because we have to plan for the future. But a lot of the times you do see promising players um, with great talent who don't make it into the national fold. And then you think, what is going on? You know, how do we retain? Yeah, no, no. How do you retain the talent? Yeah, look, uh, if you look, when I took over, I had a week really to prepare for Angola. And the first thing that we did was to look at the talent pipeline from, you know, various generations of mm-hmm. uh, under 20 mm-hmm. and under 20. And I tried to collect 
as much of those players assessing their performances, of course, in the club and making sure that you needed a team that could quickly come together and have synergy, and that's what we've done. So, in answering your question, how do we do that? We have not only to be short-sighted in terms of how we look at the medium and long term. The medium term is to try to see how many of these young, talented players can really uh, uh, mix it up with the current Bafana team, who's also a very, very talented team, very experienced team, a good mixture of youth and experience. But above that, we have to start now with a process of giving them as much international uh, uh, competition at the senior level mm. to try to fast-track their development for senior football 2021, AFCON, and of course, as I said, 2026 and 2023, you know, AFCON and the, the World Cup. So by so saying, hence, you see at Kosafa, you know, we afforded the opportunity to, to expose these young boys into yeah. senior competition. Also in Cham, we also afforded that opportunity although not with the desired results. And sometimes those are the bumps and the knocks mm, that mm. we don't want to take, but we have to take in and giving them mileage, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think from that perspective, we'll be looking post-qualification for AFCON and Olympics All right. to see, you know, opportunities to, to play them at senior competition level and give them a fast track their development at international level. That's nice to see that there is a plan in place in order to retain the talent that we have in South Africa and to really have a national team that the country can be proud of. Coach, you're seen as a role model. You're a father figure. You're a man of stature. And against a backdrop of what it is that as a nation we have experienced this week, what would your message be today? Yeah, look, uh, sport is a very, very powerful tool and vehicle for social change, for social development and for social cohesion. So it's very important that uh, we send out a strong message of, you know, there's no vi- a place for violence in our community. There's no place for abuse of women. There's no place in our community for abuse of children as well. Mm. You know, so we really want to send out a strong message on a personal level and on behalf of uh, the SA Under-23 team and the SAFA structure. A message of peaceful living amongst our communities, despite all the challenges that we are facing in our communities economically, especially. So we have to remain positive, hopeful, and live in peace and strive to achieve our goals and change positive change for South Africa. I'm with you on that one, Coach. Thank you so much for your time here on Radio 2000 today and all the best going forward. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you, Coach David Notwani there, SA Under-23 coach, just talking about Olympic qualifiers. They managed to thrash Zimbabwe 5-0. Lots of uh, tactical acumen and decision-making and coaching, not only physically but mentally as well, to get the team to where it is he wants them to be, but also taking a look at uh, Vision 2022, which Coach Malefi Nseki spoke to us about right here on the show. It's about the longevity of football and not just producing stars for today, but stars for tomorrow and tomorrow and the next day after that and for the future generation.